Hey everybody, welcome to episode 164 of the Masterclass Podcast. My name is Cam Brennan, and of course I'm joined by the one and only Dave Hogue. What's up, man? Hey, how are you? I am here, and I'm happy to be here. Good, yeah, I'm happy to be here. In life in general, I'm just kind of here, but for the podcast, I'm excited to be here. (laughs) If that makes sense. Good, good. Yeah, it does make sense. All right, we're off to a good start then. (laughs) <laughs> so did the uh did the uh, Sahara winds the Sahara sands make it up there to Illinois? I'm going to go out on a limb here and <laughs> assume that you're talking about something I don't know because the Sahara is in Africa and I don't think yeah, the sand would make it across they, the Atlantic. Okay, you need to google it. But yes, the 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 sands have made it across the Atlantic and are affecting the United States. Wait, what? Yes. Okay, this year can go go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, the Sahara sand winds or something. So this weekend was kind of weird, and today was kind of back to normal. That's bizarre. I still don't know if I believe you or not. Google it. I, I will later, Dave. I'm going to be a good <laughs> podcaster and pay attention. Get on the Google machine and... It'll tell you everything. <laughs> I, I will link to it in the show notes um, so okay. that anyone else like me who has stopped watching the news for obvious and, you know, many reasons. Honestly, same same here. But Melissa's farther south and east, and she told me like a couple of days before it got here that it was down where she was. And so and then I was like, oh, my. Yeah, I took a picture that looks like the beginning of Star Wars. Excuse me? I took a picture of the sunset. Oh, I thought he meant like the opening titles. And I was like, okay, now we're jumping to something totally different. <laughs> what does this have to do with no. sand and wind? <laughs> In a galaxy no, it's like, a long time ago. Far, far, far away. Far I screwed away. it up. Oh, my gosh. It's a galaxy, yes. Yeah. Wow. But You're yeah, talking about so, like the sunset on Tatooine? Yes. Okay. And there's even like when you zoom in, there's even like a like farm silos in the foreground or the so anyway, yeah. Now well, that everybody stopped listening. Now I'm intrigued to look up the Sahara Sands, Dave, because <laughs> I never heard of them. And that seems like uh, a physical feat that shouldn't be possible. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how far it went. Yeah, like a quarter of the planet. That's nuts. Anyways, um, wow. I don't know if I have anything uh, up to that standard to share, (laughs) Dave. Not nearly as interesting nor um, irregular. So, shall we get to our topic for the day sure all right we are in james chapter 4 the very end verses 13 through 17 that will get us like i said to the end of chapter 4 and then we are quickly approaching the the end of james so we are should probably figure out what we're going to talk about next but if you have a suggestion listeners i don't know how Calling them listeners sounds so impersonal. 
dearest audio friend. That sounds creepy. So I'm not really, we're just going to go with, hey, you, person listening to the show right now, if you have a suggestion about which book of the Bible we should cover next, why don't you let us know? In the links in the show notes, there's links to uh, Twitter, Instagram, our email, uh, our phone number. Uh, All of those would be great places to leave us suggestions for what uh, book we should talk about next. So, yes, we await your suggestions. Absolutely. Would you do the honors, sir? Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Dave, are you a planner? You a guy that thinks ahead and plans and make lists and all that? Uh, no, I'm not a planner. I'm very much the opposite. Now, I've learned to somewhat do those kinds of things, but yeah, no. Like, Wilby and I are going camping later this week. And about all I've done is reserved a camp spot for us, and that's about it. <laughs> and and the only reason I did that is because I've learned in the past that they fill up quickly. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. So this this passage is talking uh, more so to me than than to you. I I didn't used to be a planner, Dave, but I have become one, or I am becoming one. I should say. I have this thing where like if my expectations are set and then they are not met, Mm. I struggle to deal with it in graceful ways, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So like if, for instance, someone says, hey, I will be at the church at 5.30 to uh, record the next video for the church website. And then... At 525, they're like, hey, sorry, I forgot about something. I can't be there. We'll do it another time. Bye. It'll take me two hours to get over that. And that right there was a totally fictional scenario, but I'm already irritated (laughs) just by thinking about what that would be like. And it's because I plan ahead and I want the plans that I make to come to fruition mm-hmm. because I've already put the mental and sometimes emotional energy into preparing for what that thing is. And this passage is a good reminder that I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I don't know what's going to happen in the future and being so reliant on my well-made plans is frankly pretty silly Mm -hmm. because 
one, it assumes that if I made the plans, that that's the best way for things to happen, which is certainly not true. Yeah. And then getting all worked up and, you know, annoyed by it is just like kind of a childish reaction. Um, and so this is something that I really have been thinking about lately because the flip side to me is like, well, do I just let stuff slide? And, uh, I know that there's more than just those two options, right? There's more than just Mm -hmm. planning ahead of everything and just letting stuff slide. Like there's, there's a happy medium there, but it's, something that I'm struggling with personally right now is how do I be proactive in using my time and planning for the future? But then how do I not let that become this rigid box that I put myself in that doesn't allow me to be flexible and human? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of where I'm approaching this passage from that, that space of trying to figure out, how do I how do I be wise and intelligent about how I spend my time versus also being gracious and kind of letting life flow over me a little bit? Hmm. There really wasn't a question or anything no. in there. Oh, I, I no. kind of oh, left no. it in the but just that's that's the mindset I'm in as I read this. And so when it says that you know yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life for you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. It's like, well, maybe I just shouldn't plan anything because no one's going to remember anyways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you like turn all Eeyore on the situation, but I know that's not what James is getting at, nor what God calls us to in our life. Like we're not just supposed to be here and be mopey and complacent and just all whatever happens, happens, you know, that's not what we're called to, but I don't know. That's the, that's the, the struggle that, that I'm working, trying to work through, I should say. Yeah. So I, I'm not, um, a planner per se, but there's definitely like, um, I think my life should go a certain way, you know, and that's where. Yeah. So like it, it, it truly is like a, you know, I recently, not recently, but in the last nine months I, I changed jobs, went to a different uh, police department and I had a certain idea of the way things should go. And they have definitely not gone the way that I thought they would go. But, I mean, the whole world, twenty, you know, in the year 2020, nothing has, I think, happened anything the way anybody <laughs> thought uh, life would be going right now. Um, so, yeah, there's, I, I guess there's a sense for me of um, not so much the planning aspect, but maybe the expectation aspect of life, you know, expect certain things to happen. Um, expect certain things to happen in a certain order, a certain timeline. Um, 
and I don't like it when things don't go according to my expectations. And so, um, yeah, so while I would say I'm not a planner, I certainly have uh, the way I think things should be. can't believe it's been 20 years, but I worked with a guy um, whose name's Jarrett Meek, and he actually works in the inner city of Kansas City, Kansas with the Hispanic community and has a very vibrant ministry down there. But one of the things that he used to always uh, talk about was he always talked about the myth of continuity. And while you may not be a planner, He, his his concept behind the myth of continuity was that things will always be the way they are. And I think particularly with the, the quarantine and all that kind of stuff, it was like people kind of tolerated it for a little bit. And then it was just sort of like, okay, this is not the way I think life should be. And so instead of being patient and kind of, uh, sl- it's just, you can just tell people are done with it. You know, uh-huh. the, the people are just out doing their things and uh, doing what doing their thing, and I think we're seeing the repercussions of that. You know, and history will in the future as we listen back on this, you will judge us we'll, for it. Yeah, we'll judge us for it. Tell us how it all how it all panned out. But yeah, I think there's I think less. Uh, I'm going to say for me and I think for people in general, I think it's not as much about planning as it just is the expectation of how life is going to be. Uh, Particularly if you've had a blessed life, particularly if you've had an easy life and then you find yourself at this place where um, life is not as you expected it. And so, um, yeah. Myth of continuity, things are going to be the way they always are, which you live long enough, you realize that's not true. <laughs> I think if you live a week, you realize that's not true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good, the myth of continuity. I like that. So let me, let me pose this question to you, Dave. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. How do we... Acknowledge that statement as true, because it is, and let it let that be a positive influence on our lives and not a hmm. negative. Because my yeah. initial reaction to that is, well, then why why even try? Right. If I, if I'm just a mist, if I'm not important, if it's only going to you know be snap of a finger in the in the grand scheme of time, why even show up and try? Right. But I think there's a different way to look at it, and I'm curious um, what your thoughts are on and how we might see that as a encouragement or a, uh, a challenge that we could try and work against or for, whatever the right word is there. Yeah, well, I, you know, I think one thing is, is generally speaking, uh, most people are going to say that this life is a disappointment. I think... Um, if people are really honest with themselves, they're really honest about where they're at, they're not going to be like, yeah, life is great. I love the way things are going right now. And so uh, this life is hard. This life is disappointing. This life is frustrating. 
And I personally put a lot of effort into this life when I feel like I, I know better than to do that. And so I think what the encouraging aspect of that is, is that this is not um, all we get. This is not the significant part of our existence, that there is eternity. And um, honestly, I, you know, I've been, I, I've been thinking about death a lot lately. I've been thinking about what does come next and even just a sense of like, why do I put so much effort? And when I say that, don't get me wrong. I, I think there's, a, there's God has created us to, to learn to be challenged, to strive to be better, to to pursue just a a a constant, just kind of I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. But anyway, back to your point of I, th- I think the encouraging thing is that life being a mist is kind of this sense of like, okay, this is not all there is, and for that matter, it's not the biggest significance of my life or my existence that there's something else yet to come but we can get caught up in what we can see here and feel and experience and it's very very difficult to acknowledge the fact that or or embrace the fact that um God says that you know we have an eternal home with him and that's what we should be striving for Because, yeah, I think like we've said here before of, you know, if I just die and I don't exist anymore, I'll never know. <laughs> I'll never know the difference. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on life being a mist? So, I think it ties into what he says in verse 16. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. and. I think there is this desire that I have and that I think a lot of people have is to be important or that I am important and why doesn't the world acknowledge how important I am or how special I am or or whatever, right? And laying these plans and, and dreaming big and, you know, plotting all of these things, right, is essentially only so... I can make myself look and feel important to myself and to other people. Yeah. And that's straight ego. That is arrogance to think that I'm so special or so different or I'm entitled to certain things. Um, and obviously not, not all of my plans are that, right? Like, you know, I have to like <laughs> plan to like mow the lawn, you know, because it has to get done. But when I lay awake at night and I think about all the things that I want to accomplish or all the things that I would like to, you know, places I would like to go, um, ways that I would like to have influence, that sort of stuff. That's the ego talking. That's the, how can, how can I have an impact on the universe? And what I think, and I'm going to say this without thinking or without processing really, is I don't think it's wrong to want to have an impact, to want to make a mm-hmm. difference, to want to make a change at all. I think the issue with pretty much everything that 
the Bible tells us is the motivation for why mm-hmm. you want those things to happen. And if the motivation behind wanting to impact the universe, which is, you know, like the grandest phrase you can say, I want to <laughs> impact the universe, yet my life be a mist, right? Is it, do I want to do that because I want history to remember my name? Or do I want to do it because I want to be a tool that God uses to bring his kingdom to this planet? Right. And in talking, that's a very, very easy differentiation. Day-to-day life, on the other hand, where the ego is just always, just right, whisper it in your ear. Well, if you do this, then they'll think this about you. Or if you do that, and you can do this, and that will get you that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some of us, our egos are much louder in our ears than others, or some of us have learned to not listen to it as much. Um, But it is certainly something that I struggle with is the, this idea of wanting to be important because I want to be, when I walk in a room, I want people to be like, Oh, that's him. (laughs) Right. I'm just being honest. Right. Like I want to, I want to have influence and authority. And a lot of that is because I want it so that I can enjoy its benefits. And according to what James tells us here, as it is, you boast in your arrogance and all that boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. So I look at this as not like, well, your life is a mist, so you shouldn't try, you shouldn't care, you shouldn't, you know, give it your all. It's the, you have such limited time, you don't have enough time to screw around. Right. You don't have enough time to do it wrong. Don't have enough time to make it about yourself. Because if you make it about yourself, mm-hmm. whoop-de-doo, you're, you're dead and gone. And even, even if you get to the level of people like Plato or Marcus Aurelius or Genghis Khan, right? right? People whose names have lived. (laughs) They know your name. Congratulations, right? Who knows how accurate that history really is and how much of that history is left out. Like it doesn't matter, but you know, as Someone who is just a normal guy. It's really easy to dream about like, oh, I wish that my name would be in history books in a thousand years. Why? Who cares? Like, really? (laughs) Because one, I'll either be in heaven and it won't matter what the history books say because I'll be in the presence of God, which is, I mean, come on. Or we're wrong about this, and like you said earlier, we'll be dead and gone and won't be able to know. So I see it as, as, as an encouragement to focus on the important things and the right things and the true things and the time that we actually do have. Yeah. Which, again, is much easier said than done because the ego keeps popping up and saying, well, what about you? <laughs> what do you need? What do you want? What do you deserve? Yeah. Oh, and that's, you know, the other thing I've been thinking about a lot lately too is just what is my motivation for the things that I do? And 
you know, I mean, implicit in that is, is you do have to provide for your family. You know, you do have to, you know, it's, it's not like you just sit around and do mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, I do think there's a fact that we need to work and, but what is my motivation behind that? You know, what am I trying to achieve? So, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't certainly don't have the answer, but, uh, yeah, it's just, well, and I, I don't want to make this about, but so, you know, we're in this summer of 2000, 2020 and clearly race is an issue in our country and the role of law enforcement, um, is come under scrutiny. And, uh, I certainly think going forward, um, we will see some changes through everything and, you know, I've, I've shared with you privately when we weren't recording, but you know, one of the, one of the things that's being said out there is defund the police. And, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you don't want to ask for that. You know, the world's going to come crashing down. Sky is falling if you defund the police. But I will just say that as someone who is in law enforcement, I feel, well, I, I mean, I, I can say money is spent where it doesn't need to be spent in law enforcement. And that, I mean, I'm sure that's true of everything. You know, I'm sure there are <laughs> school districts that don't spend the money that the way they should. And I'm sure there are, you know, the military probably wastes money. And, you know, there's all, all kinds of places where money isn't sp- spent the way it is. But it's just very interesting to be amongst the, the amongst people in law enforcement who... You know, it's just like they talk about defunding the police and they're like, you know, no way, uh uh-uh, can't have it that way. And it's kind of a long story, but if you go to the, uh, if you go to Ben and Jerry's, as in Ben and Jerry's ice cream, (laughs) and while I say this, I will probably not (laughs) ever buy Ben and Jerry's again. Um, When I go to their website and they talk about some of the things that they recommend in terms of defunding the police, I don't disagree with them. The number one thing probably being mental illness and the police being called to deal with somebody in a mental health crisis. And I would say, well, at least for the last eight years that I'm aware of, you know, we've tried to make law enforcement fit where it comes to uh, dealing with mental illness and that sort of thing. And that probably doesn't make a lot of sense, to be honest. <laughs> and so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off this kind of ramble here in a second. But my, my point being is that um, we can get so caught up in our perspective on things that when that perspective is challenged, you know, we immediately meet force with force. When we're pushed, we push back. And I just think it is wise Mm -hmm. to take a step back and go, okay, here's somebody telling me something from outside uh, my sphere uh, that views the world the way that I do. And maybe I should take a look at their perspective and go, hmm, maybe there's some validity to what they're saying. And that's that's essentially with my my point with defund the police is, you know, we, we put an awful lot on law enforcement and we expect them to do an awful lot of different things. And maybe taking some things off their responsibility is not such a bad idea. And instead of getting all, you know, personal about, oh, you're taking our money away, 
go, no, you can have it. <laughs> You're better at doing this than we are. So here you go. Here's the money to do it. Go do it. We're not going to do that anymore. And so, yeah, I hope that makes sense. But we can get very caught up in our own world and our own perspective and what we think is important. Absolutely. So I think that that actually leads right into the last verse, which we can recap real quick. It says, so whoever mm-hmm. knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Like, you can have your perspective, but you can also know that it may not be the right thing to do. But you can often mm-hmm. let that perspective outrule what you know is right. Um, so I think that's a really good verse um, to remember. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. Like it's just so like, again, with James, it's clear, it's concise, it, it's understandable. And it's, you know, I don't know if you want to use, yeah. use the word profound, but um, it is striking. So I think that's a, a good reminder to end on for this episode of the masterclass. So thanks everybody for listening. We really do appreciate your time. If you want to get in touch, uh, you can do so. Check out the show notes for links to the stuff we talked about, as well as contact information, phone, email, Twitter as well. And uh, we'll be back with episode 165 in a little bit. Bye. Bye.